Last week was fun. I hope you guys enjoyed brisket, turkey. I'm still full, seriously. And both heart and belly. And the bouncy houses. Here's the thing. You thought that the bouncy houses were for the kids. <laughs> Actually, they weren't. Y'all left. We stayed and we played. We did. Check this out. You guys got it? Go. Go. This is my wife and I. A race. And, and victory. Victory. We're starting off the let's go theme of the year on the bouncy house with a victory, with a dub. I beat Taylor. Really, it was an awesome time together celebrating all that God is doing. Look, it's not about me. It's not about Rob. It's about what God is doing through our church. We all play a part of what he is doing and we celebrate that he is moving in and within our church because he is sending us. He is sending us. And so when I uh, was thinking about this whole year, I knew that it was going to be a, a theme of like being sent out or, or go or, or something like that. And, and I hadn't put all these things together and it was New Year's Day. I went on a run with my two girls, Ayla and Micah, and, and we went to Baldy and, and we were climbing Baldy. And, you know, I remember that little plaque that was there. And I remember that it was a verse from, from the book of Micah. And my daughter's named Micah. So I said, Micah, look, here's there. And that's Micah with the little plaque. And look at how sweet she is. And, and on the plaque, it says, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord. And I was like, come, let us go. Ooh, let's go. Ooh, I, I kind of like that. And, and when you think that God's spoken to you, when you think he got something, what you got to do is you got to turn to the Word, right, to make sure that you're not making this up or it's not just emotion or a feeling, but it's truth. And so I turned to the book of Micah, and I turned to this passage, and it's in Micah 4. This is verse 1 and 2. And it says, It shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of the mountains, and it shall be lifted up above the hills, and people shall flow to it, and many nations shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways, and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. I got really excited when I read that because what I saw was a gathering and a scattering. It was a go. It was church, let's gather. In church, let's scatter. Let me go a little bit deeper into what that looks like. First, this is the book of Micah. My sweet, sweet, beautiful, wonderful Micah who's full of joy right now has no idea that the book of Micah is a harsh word from the Lord to the people of Israel. Written in about 700 BC, it's a word of judgment because of the amount of sin that the, the nation of Israel was, was a part of. God was going to judge them, and that judgment was going to come through exile. The Assyrians and the Babylonians were coming. They were going to take them to, their, to, to, the, to, to a land that was not their own. They were going to take over Jerusalem. And at this point, Israel was divided between north, northern kingdom, southern kingdom. Micah was in the southern kingdom in Jerusalem. The northern kingdom was in Samaria. This is important here in a little bit. I'm going to tie it all back in. But the point is, this was a word of judgment. It was a prophetic word saying, 
hey, stop. Hey, remember what God has done. And Micah, in this word of judgment, gives us this word of hope. It says, in the latter days, we are in the latter days. He's talking about now, and he's also talking about the end times when Jesus comes back. But he says, it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of the mountains. And that's the temple mount. That's where the temple stood. That's, that's where the, God's very holy presence was. The holiest of holies, where no man could enter in unless they went through all of these rituals. Only once a year, it was so holy. It says it will, it, it, it will be established as the highest of the mountains, and peoples shall flow to it, and many nations shall come. This is a word of hope, because Micah here is speaking to the Israelites, but now it's talking about a day when the nations will go and know the Lord. Not only the Israelites, but the nations. That's you, that's me. And, and, and we will say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways and that we may walk in his paths. That's the gather. Okay, that's, that's the gather. That's what we're here to do. Church is a place where, well, we gather. When I was uh, my third year of university, uh, I studied abroad in the Netherlands. And this is a, a, a story of what some people think church, you know, is like. So I knew I was going abroad for a whole year. So I, needed, I knew at that time that I needed to be a part of a community. I need to be a part of a community that, that loved me, but also that was going to keep me accountable, that was going to teach me and grow me in the ways of, well, following Jesus. And so I showed up. I had already, you know, connected with a church online via website. How many of you found Cypress Creek Church through the website? I'm just curious. Some of you, very good. I found this church via website, and, and I connected with them. And so I knew where I was going first Sunday when I arrived in The Hague, that city that I was living in, in the Netherlands. So I'm getting ready Sunday morning, ready to go to church. I'm excited. And then, you know, there was some shuffling. We lived in a, in, in a row home, actually two row homes that were cut in half. Picture this, about 30 international students living in two homes for a whole year. I have a lot of stories. <laughs> So this, this uh, one um, girl from Germany, she was awake, and she, she's like, hey, where, where are you going? She saw me getting ready on a Sunday morning. So, I'm going to church. She said, oh, church? Like, who goes to church anymore? This is Europe, you know? She said, can I come with you? I was like, yeah, yeah. And can I be honest? I was a little sad because I was really selfishly ready to go and connect with this church and kind of make it all about me. And here, before I knew it, somebody already wanted to come to church with me. Hello? Like, that's an awesome opportunity. So I said, absolutely, come on. And so we got on our bikes, because everyone rides bikes in the Netherlands, and, and we start riding. Well, there was a church right around the corner. Big church, you know, one of those old churches. I don't even know if it's actually an actual, like, church where people gather and talk about Jesus, but... She said, hey, here we go. We're here. We didn't even have to ride our bikes. We could just walk. And I said, well, I don't know how I'm going to explain this, but no, we're not going to this church. You know, let's keep on riding. Kept on riding five minutes, ten minutes. Another church. Now people are walking in. Obviously, this is a church church. And Perfect. We've arrived. She even par parked our bike. And I said, well, 
You can go in that one, but I'm going to keep on writing, you know. It was hard for me to, to, to explain to her that I wasn't just going to a building. I was going to connect with a group of people that were going to encourage me to follow Jesus and also send me out to go into my world with the love of Jesus. And so we finally got there, and she's like, this isn't a church, this is a gymnasium, which it was. We, we met in a gym of a, of a school. And, and here's the point. At the end of the year, I had tons of friends that had come. They had gathered. They had never gone to church before. Or maybe they had gone with their grandma or at Christmas or whatever. But they had come, and they had gathered where a body of believers, alive in the Holy Spirit, were worshiping God, and where the word was being preached. And every time one of those friends said, how did the pastor know? How, how did he know? He was talking to me. Not say, that's not the pastor. That's your Father in heaven speaking to you. That's your creator. That's the Holy Spirit within you saying, come, come to me. And that's what happens when we gather. We learn his ways. We learn to walk in his paths. And so that verse of Micah, it teaches us we need to gather. And as this year, as I think about gathering, I, I, want, I want us to go. I want us to let's go in three ways. I want us to go deep. I want us to go deep. Here's what I mean by that. I want us to go deep in prayer. I want us to make prayer the foundation of everything that we do. And if for you that means just praying like a simple prayer that you read every morning, awesome. Go deep in that. If that means that you pray 15 minutes every morning, do it. If that means an hour, great. Let's go deep in prayer. Pastor Rob, last, his last word was, hey, remain in him and you will be fruitful. Let's go deep. Let's remain. Let's abide. Let's be disciplined to read the word. And what happens when we do that is, is we become spiritually mature. And that doesn't mean that we are holier than thou or that we now have all of this knowledge. What that means is that the more spiritually disciplined we are, the more we become like Jesus Christ. Do you want to be like Jesus Christ? Do you want to be like Jesus? Let's grow in our discipline. Let's go deep. Let's go deep this year. The second is, let's go far. Go farther. Let's go farther as a church. Let's go farther maybe than we ever have. And I don't even know what that looks like, but what I do know is that we can't do it alone. Whenever I ran, I started running with Kevin Holcomb. He's a part of this church. He, he, I, I didn't think that I could run very far, but he had gone. He had run marathons. He knew how to train me to run far. And so what I did is I woke up very early in the morning and I would run with Kevin. I would run alongside him. And he taught me how to run seven miles, 10 miles, 15 miles, 20 miles. I wouldn't have been able to do that on my own. But when we think about going far, let's go together. Find somebody maybe that is where you would want to go, that, that, that is further along than you, and ask them, hey, can you, can you help me? Can you help me get there? And then I want us to go higher. I want us to go higher. When I was up on Baldy, 
perspectives a little bit differently. You see things differently whenever you are higher. Everyone's talking about this 2020 vision, you know, like, well, I don't have 2020 vision. I got glasses, so I don't know what that's like. But when I think about higher, I think his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are greater than ours. So what if we tapped into the perspective of Jesus? And what if we saw everything that happened in our world through his eyes? How would that change things? What would happen in our families if we had the thought of, you know, Jesus' thoughts, or, or if we loved our families or our neighbors the way that Jesus loved them. That's what I mean by higher. Maybe for you, deeper, farther, higher means also as, as a church that, that you start serving in an area that you've never served before. Maybe that means that you take that step of baptism by immersion, not because it's like this checkbox, but because Jesus was immersed not only once, but every day through the whole, with the Holy Spirit. And so maybe that's the next step for you. But whatever it is, we as a church, let's take that next step. Let's go deeper. Let's go farther. Let's go higher. That's the gather piece. That's when we gather. Here's the scatter. Let's go back to Micah. And at the end of verse 2, it says, For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. So now we're talking about 700 B.C., Micah, Temple Mount, you know, talking about the house of the Lord will be established in Jerusalem, the holiest of holies where the temple used to stand. Now it says, for out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word from Jerusalem. Let's look at this. This prophecy comes true. The Israelites are taken away from their homeland. They go back. Uh, they, go, they go up to Assyria. They go up to Babylon. And then... They actually get to come back and they rebuild the temple and they think, we got it, we did it, it's great, we're back. But it's not the same. Something happened. And this is the time where Jesus now enters the picture. This little baby who was born in Bethlehem who Micah actually talks about. Micah says that that, that prophecy is from Micah that he, the Messiah King, will be born in Bethlehem. And it is here in Bethlehem where Jesus comes into the scene. And as Jesus starts his ministry at age 30, people start coming around him and they're like, finally, he's here. He's going he's gonna to bring about this, you know, uh, he's going to establish the kingdom of God once and for all. And he goes to the cross. And he dies. And then he's resurrected three days later. And then the disciples, who would, you would think would get it, are wondering, what's going on? And here we have Acts 1, 6 to 8. This is the scatter. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Scatter. The disciples thought, Jesus, thank God you're resurrected. Now figure all of this out, please. Change everything. Our world is a mess. 
stay. And Jesus says, I'm going up. So the Holy Spirit can come down so that you can go out. You will be my witnesses. Tag, you're in. This is where we as the body of Christ now get to play a part of God redeeming our entire world. It's so, his, his strategy is so mind-blowing and so humbling and so awesome. But in fact, we don't have what it takes. His Holy Spirit is what compels us to go out. Now, this plays two ways. Acts 1.8 is the mission statement of Acts, and it's the mission statement of the church. Let me explain. Acts 1.8 is like the preview of the remainder of the book of Acts. So the apostles go and, you know, the Holy Spirit comes in Pentecost and then the, Jerusalem, you know, that's where the first church started. And then they're persecuted after Stephen's, uh, Stephen's martyred and, and they start going out into Samaria or into Judea, into Samaria. And then Paul takes the gospel to the Gentiles. So that's the mission statement of Acts, but it's also the mission statement of the church to build a community, to change a city and to reach a country and world. So when we scatter, we come and we see what God is doing. We come and we learn his ways. We come and we learn how to walk in his paths. But we don't just stay here. We scatter. We scatter. And we scatter in our Jerusalem, in our Judea, in our Samaria, into the ends of the earth. And, and here we go. It's a little concentric circle. We start with our family, our Jerusalem. This is my take. We start with the base. We start with those that are closest to us, college students. This, this would be, you know, your roommates or, or the people, you know, your, your community, but also your parents. Don't forget your parents that are at home that love you and, and are concerned about you. We can't forget that God has put family in the center of his story. So many verses with genealogies. That's because God loves family. He cares. Family. Let's be witnesses to our family. And a witness is someone who has seen an event and reports what happened. And this word comes from the same word that we get the word martyr. So it's not just a, I witnessed an event, but it's I witnessed an event that has changed my life. And I will never be the same. And if you have encountered the love of Jesus, I hope that you've been changed and that you will never be the same again. And you now have a story to share with your family. So we, 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 we go to our Jerusalem, our family, and then we go to our Judea, our, our neighborhood. You know, our, our, our colleagues, our, our community, our church. These are the people that would kind of be the next closest to us. Maybe you don't live with them, but you see them almost every day, if not every week. Then we go to our city, Samaria, and here's where Samaria of Micah is important. Remember that there's the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. The northern kingdom was Samaria, and the southern kingdom was based in Jerusalem, and they were divided. Well, in Jesus' day, Samarians were not liked by the Jews. So in our city, maybe I'm alone. But there's people that you don't like, that you may not get along with, that you don't see eye to eye. So are we supposed to shelf them and say, not for me, somebody else who loves them and who knows that, you know, has a wonderful plan for the life, we'll, we'll reach them. No, Jesus 
on purpose is saying, Samaria, go. Go into Samaria. Maybe for you, that's your workplace. Maybe for you, that's your neighbor who, again, you don't see eye to eye or, or someone like that. Here's a thought. What if, as we are witnesses to our surroundings, the world would see the church as an example of what unity looks like? What if when we see you know, the love that happens in this body, but not only that happens in here, but that goes out there, what if the world then looks and says, I want that. How do I get that? And our answer is, hey, come, and you'll see that it's all about Jesus. That's it. It's all about Jesus. He changes everything. This church family at Eve Eve loved our city, loved our city. I told you about two needs that we had, two families that we had identified that we wanted to bless during the Christmas season. In one offering, Eve Eve, just 100% to them, total of four thousand dollars on the dot two families were blessed with that money they didn't deserve it they didn't even ask for it but they were given it and they were changed that's what this body is capable of doing that's what it looks like to be a witness of what jesus christ has done for us and now we go and we say look freely we received freely we give no strings attached and in the world, to the ends of the earth. Look, I was sitting right here last Sunday. I had all these feelings going on in myself because I don't put my cell phone on silent anyway. That's an issue. But anyway, I get a phone call, and I'm like, Miami? Who's calling me from Miami? I have a lot of relatives in Miami, so I was not going to answer the phone. You know, I didn't know who it was going to be. And, you know, I answered my voicemail later, and it was Ricardo, Pastor Ricardo from Cuba. He wanted to just touch base. He didn't know what was happening on Sunday. You know, he just wanted to check in. The day before, Pastor uh, David in Mexico sent his son, one of my best friends, Jacob, to come and celebrate with me. It was a surprise. He showed up at the airport. You can't show up and fly uh, cross-country with, without with an expired passport. So he wasn't, uh, he wasn't able to make it. But, you know, he came and he's like, hey, brother, you know we're with you. We love you. That's our relationship. That's the relationship that we have with our brothers in Mexico, our brothers and sisters in Cuba. And then, again, Attila and Bea in Serbia on Saturday sent me an email. Hey, when are you coming in the summer? Let's go in the summer to Serbia. Who wants to go? Uh, Y'all remember Pastor Kevin? Pastor Kevin is in Serbia right now. He sent me a picture this morning of uh, what is going on in Serbia uh, at Center Church with Pastor Donko. Ben and I have been there. An amazing church in the heart of Belgrade that is reaching their community, their hard community that is post-Christian. They want nothing to do with Jesus, but they are loving them long-term, hoping that one day Jesus will touch their hearts. Ends of the earth. We are well connected to the ends of the earth. This is not the task for one person. Impossible. Jesus said, and you, our Texas version would say, and y'all will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. In your families, Judea, your community, Samaria, your city, and the country and world. Witnesses, let's share what Jesus has done. We can't do it alone. We can't do it individually. And we sure 
Can't do it without the help of the Holy Spirit. So to close, I want to ask you a question. Who's ready to go? Who's ready to go? Who's ready to go? Let's go. The next three months, this is what we're going to be talking about. This is what we're going to look like. What does it look like to be a witness to our family? What does it look like to be a witness in, in, in a part of the body of Christ, our community, the city, and the world? That's where we're going to focus. Today, I just wanted to give you a 30,000 uh, view from above, and then we'll dive down and get in the nitty-gritty of the weeds as we go deeper, as we go farther and higher than we've ever gone before, empowered by the Holy Spirit. So if you're in, let me see your hands. I like that. Let me pray for the Holy Spirit because we need him. Jesus, we thank you for what you've done for us. Jesus, you are worthy of our lives. You are worthy of our every uh, uh, part of our life. We try to you know, compartmentalize our life, but Jesus, we want you to be Lord of all. We want you to be the main Thing. We want to be like you and we want to be used by you to love all of those around us. We want to be your witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And so, Father, I pray that today you would start a work in us and you would show us how to love those around us with the love of heaven, with the love of the Father. I pray that you would show us how to go deeper, how to go farther and how to go higher, God. We follow you. We love you. And Father, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come upon us and that you would fill us afresh and anew this morning and that the work that you would start here will see changed lives, would see a changed city in a reached world. All the glory goes to you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you.